You know, when I uh, uh, when I was growing up, I wanted to be the guy that was at Disneyland at the um, in two different places. Okay, I wanted to work in the haunted mansion. Oh, and be the recording <laughs> <laughs> that said there are no windows and no doors. I thought that was I knew that whole speech. I forgot it. Uh-huh. And then I also wanted to be that guy, the guy that said. All aboard <laughs> on the on the train that goes around Thunder the Mountain. No, not the Thunder Mountain. That was the ride. The monorail. The, no, no, not the monorail. There's another train. the super lame train that goes around the outside of the park. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Super lame train. Yeah, that one was that one was more like for little kitties. Wow. Did you really want people to listen to you? I just wanted to be recorded. <laughs> I wanted people to hear my voice. <laughs> well, we got, what, four listeners now? Yep. So yep. some people are listening. Yep. Yep. Welcome, everyone, to episode 22. Doop, doop, doop. We're almost 25% to 100. Oh, so I um, I texted Eric Nelson. I told oh, did him, you? I told him to listen to the episode that where we said that we wanted to be on his boat, and he said, I'm in. Nice. Yeah. We got a boat. That's yeah. cool. We got a boat. We're going to record on it. Nice. Maybe we'll smoke some cigars with him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's That'd be it. cool. We'll do it. Awesome. Conscious guys get laid more on a boat. On a boat. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's neat. So cool. you just called me out before uh, we started this conversation. Yeah, and it turned into calling myself out. Yeah, yeah. yeah you said nice. you said that I backed out on a conversation that when we were recording. All right. What what did you say? I turned. I, t- I, I I I deferred. You went like and made a statement that was really vulnerable and really full of emotion, and then you just left it and quickly changed the subject to something mm-hmm. else. I, after I made a comment, oh my gosh, that's like super vulnerable and amazing. Like, you should totally talk about that. And then it just didn't happen. And then you didn't bring it back and I up. I didn't bring it back up. I didn't push a little harder. It I didn't, was. I let you weasel out of that bullshit. Are the ladies here again? Grace is here. She Grace woke is up. here. Amazing. Hi, Grace. What's up, lady? How you doing? Hi. No screaming this time. Grace, you're not scared of Uncle Andy? You could totally see Dad this time. That's yeah. Why. yeah. Yeah, dude. What's up, Winston? This is a great podcasting material, just like last time. The whole family's here. Hi. Hi. Hey, much kid. For everybody oh. that's that's not watching. Hi. Oh, strong Here's nine months old. That's right. Look now at she's her. on air. Hey. Hello. Oh, do you see yourself? No. We still don't have names for our listeners. Hello, people that will eventually get laid. <laughs> You're so cute. You're super cute. Yeah, we're just going to be mesmerized by the kid for like an hour. So this is Cassie. Hello. Hello, podcast people. Yes, it's like the voice of God. Here I am. Just kidding. <laughs> Anyway, I had an idea for your, what to call your podcast listeners. What's that? Lyndon didn't like it, but I'm going to tell you because you might like it. Okay. Cyrano's. Cyrano's. Mm. Interesting. You know what that means? He does know what it means. He does know what it means. Yeah. He didn't, he had never heard of Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh my gosh. There's a, there's a movie that it was remake with uh, Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin was in it. Yep. Roxanne. Yeah, that's it. It's a great movie. Yeah. You should watch that. Great. I'm really glad for you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to be called Cyrano's, let us know because I'm in. That's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool thing because Cyrano didn't think he was good enough to get laid. So he was helping out somebody else to get <laughs> laid. Right. Yeah. But then she found out and said, how dare you? Mm. You think I'm so shallow. All I care about is how you look and clearly you don't know me at all right and then he had to realize that it was his own projection of himself that he was fighting so really Cyrano de Bergerac right that's that's we're all having to deal with our own Cyrano we are 
so that we can get laid eventually. Wow. Eventually. See how I did that? Dude, that's amazing. That's why I'm the voice of God. That's right. Cassie in workshop mode is yep. pretty amazing. She's she like deep within two seconds. So great. She goes so deep. Thanks, Cass. You're welcome. See ya. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I don't like that name. <laughs> Sierra Nose. Hey, Sierra Nose. We could get some weird masks, like those big nose, big masks. nose masks. That'd be funny. I know it doesn't sound right either, but the, the idea is good. Yeah. The idea, the is, idea great. is great. Thank Thank the idea is great. <laughs> the name doesn't work. Name no working. <laughs> name no working. I don't know. It could be kind of funky. Anyway, so back to our calling each other out. You here. called me out for not going down a certain line of thinking. And then, but I had no idea that I wasn't going down a certain line of thinking. Yep. You just had the emotional like, oh, he changed directions. Yep. Guess he doesn't want to go Guess there. Guess he doesn't want to go I'll there. And then yep. you were a wuss and backed out. Totally. Until two weeks later, now you're bringing it back up saying we should go back into that conversation. And I forgot and you what don't it was. even know what the conversation was about. All right. Well, that's for next time. I, I like how you put it all on me and 100%. take absolutely no responsibility, but that's okay. I can't take responsibility for something I have no idea what it was about or with a conversation. How could I, how, how would I take responsibility for this? Look, man, we're on a podcast. This is me being you. Okay. Look, man, we're on this podcast about being vulnerable and sharing our values. And yeah. if you notice we, I go somewhere and then I quickly change the subject. You have full license to bring me back and rein it in because I want to go there. I'm totally willing to do it. Like if you were all in, you would say that. Oh, I, I told you to go find it. I told you to I, go find it, I, it. I know. But now you're not admitting that to all of our Cyrano oh. listeners. Oh, Cyrano <laughs> listeners. That's true. I said those things you before did. the podcast. I did not say those. That's afterwards. right. You're totally right. Okay. Andy. I'm always forever right. Forevermore. <laughs> forevermore. You can call me out on anything. You do not need my permission. Wow. Because we are figs. Friends, friends in, in growth. growth. So. so <laughs> we should hold hands together. And skip and, down and the road. Skip down the road. If, when eating you say a that, fig. Eating a fig. Like this. We are figs. <laughs> Yes. Friends in growth. Yes. People who are figs together stay together. So yeah, that's what that's uh, I'm open to it. You can, All right. you can I'll bring it back whenever. I think those are the best of the best kinds of friends. Friends in growth. Me too. Mm. And you're my fig. Yay! Yeah. Yay! So what else are we talking about today? You had this gnarly concept that you brought in. And mm -hmm. I am down to get into okay. about your identity that you have inherited, may not be the right word, but that's kind of been passed down from you to you from, mm. from your upbringing and from your parents, which was part of our conversation last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and then how that may be in contrast to your new identity of who you want to be. Mm -hmm. And that was wrapped into some current day area that you're working on. So, so where do we start? Where do we start? And then let's dive. And because I want to learn about me. <laughs> this is, that's what it's all about. Here, that's what it's all about. Because when I'm vulnerable here, that's when I get laid for. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if it was 100% true? If she listened to the goddamn no. podcast, maybe it would happen. Maybe. We'll no. talk about what gets me laid a little later. Oh, cool. Afterwards. I'll All put, right. I'll put a note. Put a note. Okay. So, so. All right. So the identity conversation. Right. Okay. So the, the concept I was considering is that we all need to see ourselves in a certain light. And many times we inherit values from our family, like we talked about a week or two ago. And through those values and through our family and our experiences, we get a picture of who we are to ourselves and how we interact in the world, how we're supposed to be, that becomes our identity. And then through other situations in life, we add on or subtract out certain things of our identity. Like you, you had Bodhi and you became a dad and that was part of your identity. Same with Grace. Mm -hmm. Now you're the father of a daughter. Like that's a different girl identity, dad. right? Hashtag girl, girl, dad. girl dad. 
Uh, you're a dog parent. I'm a dog parent. So now we're like dog, dog cats, dads, whatever that is. And then maybe if you had a girl dog, would you be a bitch dad? <laughs> Didn't even have anything to say to that one, huh? I totally jammed your brain. <laughs> A second there you did uh, uh, i think it's pretty accurate <laughs> you're like this sounds bad but it's right oh no what do i do uh, i guess so okay so anyway yes so there's these identities that we have as we as we yeah. as we go through life and then we add some and we subtract some okay i'm with you mm-hmm. and then there's when we begin to challenge some of like as i've begun to challenge some of the values that i've inherited from my family and explored other values and who I can be and need to be, then the dynamic in my relationships changes, especially with my, my, my parents and my brother. And then there's different relationships that also change. And then there's things I want to be like, I want to be a coach, right? And this can be a very specific example, but where who then do I need to be and how do I need to show up as a coach to, to really embrace and own that identity? Do I need to have a certain amount of clients? Do I need to have a certification? Do I need to be, be trained, have my own coach? There's so much advice and the world of coaching is so, uh, I don't know, what is it flooded with people who want to coach and support the growth of others. And then people who think they need coaches, Nobody really needs a coach. They want one because they're working on something like there's just so much and ways to relate to that. And then as myself, like, what do I, how do I want to show up now? Who do I want to be as a coach? Like, this is, this is a new chapter and a new part of an identity. And what do I have to give up about how I see myself for the last 46 years? to then really be able to be there for the growth of someone else and, mm-hmm. and support them as a coach. So there's a lot of questions there. So um, <clears throat> to make sure that we're all, we're on the same page, the identity that you've had of yourself up until now, there's some component of that. Let's say that let, just for metaphor's sake, let's say that there's a hundred components to make up your self-identity mm-hmm. just so that we can make a number, but there's infinite or whatever there is, right? But let's say that there's a hundred components that make up your self-identity for as you've been up until now. And you and you, you're, you and I believe that as you become this new version of yourself, you want to be a coach there's some part of that identity that has to shift. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you think? I'm curious because you started off with the, uh, the concept of passed down legacy Mm -hmm. values and identity from parents and growing Mm -hmm. up and whatnot. Is there something that you are automatically, because that that's curious. You could have, you could have just said, Hey, here's who I am today. And I need to be something different, but you actually brought in, long ago history, right? Sure. Passed down history, generational history. So I'm, I had this, I am believing that the, you must have brought that idea in for some reason. Like you already have an answer as to, or an inkling as to mm-hmm. what you've been, what you're bringing forward from the past that mm-hmm. won't serve you well, at least in the way that you're conceiving of it right now to this new identity of being a coach and serving the dreams of others. Do you have an idea of what that is? Maybe that was I story. have three main ideas oh, about what that is. Oh, damn. So we've known each other a, a while now. Yeah, like 10 years. And then all the work that I've done with productive learning, that one of the two of the biggest parts are the two personas that have I've really held on to for the longest time, right? Developed. So this smarty pants persona and this judge dread persona, those two <laughs> things really don't serve me as a coach. Describe, like, describe those so that our <laughs> listeners get to our, our Casanovas or whatever the fuck you wanted to call them. What did you say? Cyrano's. 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 All right. So yes, the smarty pants, smarty pants needs to have the right answer. Can't be wrong very intelligent, smart, and, and needs to be seen as smart. So those things 
like, I don't have the right answer for anybody. If I'm going to be a coach, I'm going to help to identify what the right answer is for them through questions and support and other things. I'm not going to tell them how to live their life. So that's got to die in some ways. Got it. Smarty pants can't rear its head too much because this is not your life you're leading they your thoughts are your beliefs are in the way mm-hmm. that you want to coach mm-hmm. you're leading them closer to themselves mm-hmm. They're, you're helping them lead themselves closer to themselves yeah got it so smarty very pants. articulate by the way <laughs> Me? thank you a little circuitous but you got there okay so smarty pants got it yep now that now judge dread judge dread judge dread so judge jury and executioner very judgmental very there is a right way. There is a, only one right way. And if you don't do it that way, then you're going to get basically executed. Damn. And it's, it's rough. Like that, that guy is rough. That guy's rough. And that's hard edged. Mistakes aren't accepted. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mistakes are what life is all about. And I've had such a challenge in my own mind dealing with judge dread, you know, when I make a mistake, when I stumble, when I fall down and like, I'm very, very hard on myself. And so being that hard on others isn't, isn't necessary. It actually makes me feel sick to my stomach, you know, Mm. and it's, it's not a a cool thing. Yeah. And I can, sometimes it'll come out and I'll hear myself and there they'll hear it. And it's kind of shocking or they'll see it on my face even and get really defensive and, and uptight. Like, and then you realize that I'm like, Judge oh Dredd shit, Judge Dredd just came out and that was really not necessary. So like, it, it, as opposed to that, there's a, a level of tolerance, a level of acceptance for where someone is and recognition of that and care and empathy. And then also challenge rather than uh, either disappointment and judgment or what comes out with, with Judge Dredd. And Got the, it. those aren't super helpful. Got it. Now, those two, just for everybody else's that's listening, mm-hmm. their understanding, those two have been constantly getting more and more clear to you through your work. They're clear to me as to what they are, how they manifest, how they show up. I recognize them and am much more aware when they do show up. Right. And also I'm understanding when there are situations where they may show up and I can preemptively work on being something different squashing that little dread yeah and but there's a there's a sense of risk involved with not bringing them along into things right and so if i don't look smart if i don't what is that risk have the answer like i could say ego but there's there's being seen by others as inferior is i think the the biggest risk for me and then, and then elaborate on what, when they see you as inferior, what's so, what's in your system, what's so wrong with that? In my system going base, base, base level yeah, yeah. all the way down, I'm, I'm unworthy. I am, I don't belong. And not only that, but I need to be uh, kicked out. Like I cannot be part of the tribe, part of the herd. I'm a, off the island. I'm a detriment. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So Judge Dread comes out when the fe- when that feeling of insecurity is has mm-hmm. flared up. Sure. Yep. Got it. So you would have to you would have to in order to be the kind of coach that you want to be, mm-hmm. you'd have to be okay with the potential of them thinking you don't have it. Yeah. You don't have this intelligence. You don't have the ability. You don't have the mm. X yeah. fill in the factor X. Yep. Oh man. It's pretty crazy. That's an emotional kick to the balls right there. Right? Yeah. It is. So then what would the reason that you would want to step into that potential risk be? 
why, why, why get close to it? What's, what's the value that you are thinking you will experience that, that, well, it's gotta be worth it to go do that. Oh man. Hmm. Articulating this. I just totally thought myself out of an emotional experience. Um, oh, what was the emotion? I love watching people create their lives. I love watching it from the sidelines. I love supporting it. I like seeing when people are unclear and they, they get asked a few questions. They, they get reflected a few things and they start piecing together something and they become more and more open to putting out the pieces of the puzzle that are all stuck in their brain and stuck in their heart. And we get to work on it together. It's incredible. Um, those are all metaphors, but, and it may not make sense, but there's a, um, I, I trying to think of an example. Um, in conversations with this one person, I mean, they, they just did not see themselves as capable of, uh, of applying for jobs that were maybe outside of their current experience level. Everybody sees that. Everybody does that, right? Like my wife complains that, that you know, there's men do it all the time and women can't. And, you know, there's a stigma around gender and all of that. Whatever. That's another issue. But this person, this, this woman was like just fucking miserable in her job and just like, what the fuck? Like, I know I could do so much better. Why can't my, you know, superior provide me with what I need and give me the things that I need this, this, and this, and this. And so I reflect back to them, like, why don't you do that job? You just told yourself everything you need for your job. You're not getting it. You could do their job, the job that you want them to do for you. Mm -hmm. Like just apply. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Like they didn't even see or hear the pieces that they were putting out onto the table. Mm -hmm that they can recollect and put back together and take the next step forward. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's amazing to me that, that those blind spots are in people's lives, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They're in my life. Yep. I mean, you've seen mine. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So <clears throat> I love that. <clears throat> I get jazzed and juiced by that. And then, you know, people telling me how amazing that was. That's always nice to hear. It's always nice to hear. Got it. So that so that draw says that that pull, that draw, that attraction of having people see something that they have not seen in themselves before. Mm -hmm. That to you has now become worth it mm -hmm. over the potential fear of feeling ostracized, dis, dis, uh, distanced. Mm excommunicated feeling inferior yeah outcast off the island yeah so then who what's the new so that's the that's some of the old whatever we we're talking about like that the, the 100 components that made right, up your right. identity that's yeah. some of the old one that will have to it will have to fade some yeah. Because this is going in that direction. So then, mm. and the, so then what will, ha what, who will you have to become then as well? Who would then that, what will have to replace that? There's, there's values that, that come to mind. Curiosity, uh, uh, compassion. Mm. Um, Patience, 
and uh, being able to also be candid and uh, share. Like we just talked about it. You went somewhere super vulnerable a couple of weeks ago. I missed an opportunity to to mm. find out more about it, right? That oh, do you think you didn't do that because you would be? F- Is this tie into that? Yeah. Oh, so let me let me if I'm following. Yeah. Correct me if I'm if I'm off here. So you heard me get vulnerable, and then I took a turn that you were thinking went away from the depth that sh- that would be of value to me or valuable to you or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And you had this notice in your mind say, hey, hey, bring them back on this course. Yeah. But then you also had another notification pop up in your brain that said, shut the fuck up. Yep. Because something, 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 you will feel inferior. Is that too big of a jump? I don't know. Let me think about it. Cause I, I didn't get a sense of that, but I certainly got the cue that I was judging you. And that, that was, it, it wasn't that I would feel inferior. That wasn't my key into noticing it. Yes. My key into noticing it was that motherfucker just moved right away from, from the vulnerability. Oh. And then, oh, my judge dread came out. And so now, fuck, yeah. I don't get to. Yeah. Right? Because Ooh. I was not respecting you. I was not respecting your, your share or what, what, it, what the meaning could be because I, I was making you something that you weren't like, like you did it on purpose. O M G and D. Yeah, man. Your judge dread is your fucking superpower. Yeah. I get to use that. That is your pathway move. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm. You got to fight fire with (laughs) fire, motherfucker. Oh my gosh. Did you follow that? I mean, I made this Go made for it. up in my mind. Give, give us a little detail. Bring it down to a, a so that so that I don't have to be smarty pants to understand where you, where you jumped right now. Well, I want to hear what you understand yeah. of yourself, not what I understand of you cuz yeah, I yeah. just made it up. You tell me, what did you hear? What are you what are you connecting? So what I heard is Wrong. Let me tell you. No, just Motherfucker. Go ahead. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, what did you hear? What did you hear? Uh, so I heard that uh, my awareness around my judge dread comments or thoughts or whatever were an access point to recognize that I can move into the, some of these other things rather than the judgment. I can move into uh, a challenge and a curiosity and uh, and a, and a way to into coach rather than just be a dick. Yes. Yeah, that's exa- exactly. If I said it a little, the way that I, so I'm in agreement, I was just going to say it in a little bit different way is that judge dread is actually telling you where you can stay on track to who you want to be. Mm. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. Your judge dread is not actually where you've, you've mm. misused your tool you're using judge dread on the person you're listening to. And that, and a couple of weeks ago, whenever the podcast was, that was against me, Lyndon, you're an idiot. You went off track from going vulnerable in what could be. Whereas actually judge dread just was, should be essentially the tool turned around back to you saying, I, I, I have a feeling of what would be most valuable in this conversation. I'm going to bring up the direction that I think would be helpful. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a different way. Like I'm off track, not they're off track. Right, right. I get that. Okay. The harshness of it. Uh, there's some. There's something there to be whittled away from. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah. because. The way you're saying it, like it's so like I've 
I've moved so, uh, fuck, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like inviting back the, the hatred or the, the, the issue with myself and belittling myself. Like I don't, yeah. So it's, I hear you. The part of it, it's easier for me to, to have it be an access into more of who I either truly am or authentically want to be or how I want to show up and letting me know. Cause I don't know how to hear it differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm hearing is because uh, I, I realized once you started describing it, I'm not hearing it from with the tone that you're hearing it. I'm hearing judge dread. If I try to do the turnaround back to myself, yeah. if yeah. I was in your shoes, yeah. that it's, it's not about the person I'm listening to. It's actually about me. I heard it without the, without the punitive mm. tone and I heard the honorable direction that it's trying to say. It's, it's essentially saying it's, it's like the, it's like a good coach. It's like, get your ass back out there. You can do better than that. So there, there is like a, 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 a sharpness, but it's a sharpness that for me, and this is for me, this may not be for you. That kind of sharpness is some, is many times what I need. If it goes further yeah. and it starts name calling me, then I'm like, I'm, no, I'm fucking done. I, I don't, I don't need that. But if I have, when I had coaches that were, I mm-hmm. think you can run that in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. You just trotted through that with 12 or 13 seconds. That's not, come on, mm-hmm. you got it. Get out there, do it again. And I'd be like, fuck yeah, you're right. Okay. And then I go. So mm-hmm. mine does have a, yeah, yeah. a push, a challenge, mm-hmm. but it's not an angry challenge and i think mm-hmm. what you were hearing you hear in the judge dread and anger what did you call it the hate a hate in there so mm-hmm. i don't know if there's a if there's a way in which you see how it, that message could be turned to something that that you can receive better into your receiving docs you know mm-hmm. it's just got it has it needs to have a different configuration for me there's there a, a one that says snap out of it mm-hmm. is actually helpful Mm-hmm. what's what's so actually let's can we explore that for a second okay are you are you with me or did i go down a tangent that didn't that you uh, keep helpful. going so what i was i'm looking to create a, a tone i'm thinking that if we created a tone of voice hmm. that you could start to interpret judge dreads comments mm-hmm then they would become helpful to you as opposed to shit, quiet down. I don't want, you know, that's my old stuff. And you're kind of like trying to keep the kind of trying to keep judge dread at bay. Okay. So the tone of voice Mm -hmm. for me, like I'm saying is when people say, Lennon, come on, Mm. you, you made an agreement, show up and do the agreement. That's like, you're totally right. I need to fucking step up for, for somebody like Cassie, Cassie, needs somebody to go sit with her to say, what are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Let me understand everything that is going on inside of you. And so that she feels that she got empathized with. And then when she feels that she's no longer alone and somebody's with her, mm-hmm. she all of a sudden looks at the tasks to do and says, I got to do those. Let me go and do them. Mm-hmm. But she needs that, that, that emotional connection. I need a little bit of the coach that says, I see more in you. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what's the tone that works really well for you when it is direction, Mm -hmm. it is given direction, but what's the tone that that voice is really receptive. You are really receptive to. It's weird, right? Mm Because I don't know. Um, I think I understand where you're going and where, where I'm having a difficulty is that it's, uh, I feel it based out of a, a feeling rather than the words Great. necessarily. And Great. so the feeling is rooted in this, in this disappointment this judgment and and i would say like this hatred like this right. nothing else what has been done requires an an execution 
Like it's, it's, it's that final, right? And it's, it just feels horrible. And then, um, the, uh, no respect (laughs) in this goddamn house. We could dive into that in a minute. <laughs> uh, anyway, somebody interrupted us, came into the studio, the garage, because that's where a bunch because of stuff Because it's 98 is, so. degrees in here. Everybody wants to be in a semi-lukewarm sauna. That's right. Okay, so that's what the sound is. Let me make sure that I was on the same page. That's what the sound is, is that it is... It is. It's it's like rooted in that, that emotional state. Got it. And so when when that comes up whatever words pass through from that uh that that root and grow out then i'm i'm more in resistance to the the emotional uh-huh. baggage associated with it than the other thing and so there's a there's another shift and another way to to be and i think what you're getting at is there's a there's a potential tone there's a, a potential shift then um or maybe a uh something else maybe a different metaphor could be utilized but do you do you understand where i'm coming yeah, from i think i do yeah you're saying that's the i i'm getting the tone of where it starts from where judge dread yeah. comes from right totally makes sense i'm going to pin that for a moment and let, yeah. we're going to come back to that yeah let me approach it in a different way in your history mm-hmm. when you've had somebody i'd probably say that it's a probably put them in an up box of some kind, a superior in some form, coach, parent, uh, boss, um, you know, just somebody that you looked up and I, with, with an idolized in some way, mentor. What is the way that they spoke to you, the emotion and the tone and the kind of way that the conversation was approached that had you be ready and listening and want to move in the direction that was being talked about and communicated about. Like, do you, like, <clears throat> does anybody come to mind in your history? Come to mind. I hated all my up boxes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Like for like, if I give an example, okay. So my the example that came to mind was was um, Coach Ken Goldstone in volleyball okay. in, high, in high school. Mm-hmm. He had a way of explaining the plays that we were going to go do. That said, you can do it. It's beyond what you are capable right now, but you can do it. Trust me. Hmm. And now I'm expecting you to get on and try it and go. And there was this trust that he had that felt that I I felt instilled with his trust and his confidence. Like I've never done that kind of play. I've never moved my feet in that way and pivoted, but you're saying that I can. And if I do it, the ball will be there and I'll be able to spike it. Okay. You got it. I'm in, I'm going to try. And so there was this way that he approached it. Whereas I had other coaches that would say, go do this, go do this, go do this. And I'd be like, "Eh, fuck you. Like I know what I'm capable of and it's not going to happen. But he spoke with this trust and confidence, but also with a bit of discipline, do what I'm telling you to, because your body is capable and your setter can set the ball right there. He will do it every time. And it was a, all right, I'm in, I'm going to try. And so that tone for me was good. When my dad shows up and says, Hey, do this, do this, do this. And he comes in with that, with that kind of attitude, I'm on board. Okay. So those are, those are just two examples of of people in my history where I'm very receptive to their input. Okay. Anything come to mind for you? Mm, not with that example. Um, I yeah. Um, 
I am typically really skeptical of anybody in, a, in an up box. Maybe that's part of my concern is that people will see me the same way I've seen mm. people in that. That's true. I did say up box and maybe that was, well, that was a wrong direction. Cause that was, that's my projection of who, who it worked well for me from. Hmm. So maybe take that part out. Who are you really receptive to when they give you direction or suggestion? Um, I, I had a, I had a, a guide, the uh, manager when I worked at uh, Loma Linda, uh, a help desk technician. Um, he was kind of hands-offish, actually. Just gave me a, the lay of the land, said, this is what we do. This is what, what our purpose is. And um, here's the things that you need to know. If you have any questions, come, come let me know. And um, I don't know. It was... Dude, I don't know why I'm having so much trouble right now. It's fucking... Incredible. I like that guy's style. He let me do whatever I wanted. He sent me to one of the offsite uh, areas and I reorganized the whole, like it was a, it was a whole other office, reorganized the whole office, um, set it up. He was really impressed. So there's like a, a level of autonomy and a level of uh, hands-offness that I, I enjoy from coaches. It's more, or I guess he would have been in a box as a, as a manager or a boss. Sure. Um, but there was a, a recognition of something within me that worked for them and just outlining what needed to happen. And as long as I got these boxes checked, whatever else I did was okay. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's really weird. This is a great conversation things are confusing and fuzzy for me. And so I know that we're going, we're like on the verge of something else here. This is phenomenal. Like if I look at my high school coach for, for water polo and swimming, mm -hmm. I, I thrived just to prove him wrong. <laughs> like I, I did like, maybe that made him a good coach, but I really wanted I, I did not like his style. I didn't like the way he treated the players. He was uh, authoritative and at, at times rude and belittling. And, and I was not going to um, shy away from that fight whatsoever. And I became his assistant coach and then he left and I became the head coach on his recommendation. So like, it's weird, the relationship I had with him, but I, did not like his coaching style whatsoever. You're like frenemies with him. It's fucking weird, right? What about my what about Cassie? You two seem to have a very good relationship, and I know that she's been mm -hmm. your facilitator and mentor in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Or was at least for for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She is she is and has been, yeah. Um so there's uh there's definitely, I feel a sense of, of when I've experienced what I've enjoyed about Cassie being a, a mentor of mine is when she really cares to get to know me. She, she gets curious in her, in her questioning and where we've had the most trouble is when I feel she's made some kind of leaps and assumptions and, uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, about who I am and why I've done things that I shut down immediately. And so there's a, and th does that include also if she's trying to lead you somewhere and you're not either clear on where she's leading you or you don't agree with where she's leading you? Is that where, is that a, yeah, I think that's that could be part of the the leaps that she takes is and and how does she do it? I don't I don't know, but I think so. Yeah, I have an assumption that you're shutting down 
your confusion right now is yeah. something along akin to that as well. Okay. I'm leading you down a path. I have a, I have a determined path. Oh, okay. Great. And as I made it more clear in my mind and ask you questions, you nice. lost con- concentration. You couldn't mm. come up with an example. Yeah. You, 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 you. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, neat. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, I don't know. That's, I mean, maybe I don't, there's probably a connection to what we were talking about from before about the judge tread, but yeah. your, uh, hmm. your will, you have a, you have an unwillingness to be led. There's probably more context to that. I don't know why or how, but there's like a, when you're led, you have a resistance to. I don't trust anybody leading me. <laughs> And it is pretty slick. Like I didn't recognize it until you mentioned it just now that that you were doing it and that I was resisting. That's fucking phenomenal. So there's this kid, this neighbor kid. Mm-hmm. I think this is part of where it comes from. So this neighbor kid used to live right next door to us. Um, and we were friends, like neighborhood kid friends, right? And so we were going down to the, he wanted to go down to the creek and catch frogs. And so it's like, I don't know, half a mile away down, whatever, in part of the woods and stuff. And my dad wasn't going to allow it. So I snuck out, just said we were going to go do whatever. So we go down (laughs) and we go down to the the creek and um, the creek is like this ditch Right. So the stormwater comes from the neighborhood. There's a big hole under the street. And then it's just this, I don't know, seemed like 10 foot wall sides down for like, I don't know, hundreds of yards. I was what, five or six? I was little. Yeah. Little kid. Whatever. So, so this place is huge. This place is huge. And there's growth. Siding and, and growth and scary and all those cool stuff. Slippery on the sides and so he's like, okay, the frogs are down there go get them. And I'm like, alright, are you coming with me? And he's like, yeah, I'm coming right behind you. So I go down there. I scurry down the side of this thing, right? And then he doesn't come down there and he's, he like starts making fun like, oh, there's a snake, right? Like we live in Texas and so they have water moccasins and all kinds of fucking snakes, it's right? It's fucking crazy. And so I'm like freaking out. I don't see it. I can't see it. So I'm scrambling, trying to get up the side of this thing. And the dirt's just collapsing under my hands. And I'm like, I don't want to die. And like, just freaking the fuck out. And so I look down the side to see if I can make it. Right. I don't think I could run fast enough. So I just keep trying to dig into the side of this hill Uh. until I climb out. And I finally get my hand to the top and he fucking jant stomps on my fingers and like kicks me back down like three times and I'm like getting exhausted. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Right. And so I like climb back out. He finally like moves away far enough and I am able to, to climb back out. I don't know how long this has taken, but I am fucking, my, the adrenaline is just running. I am freaked the fuck out. Right. Ugh. He's laughing. Ugh. He's laughing the whole time. And, and I walk up to him and he's, he's like, ha 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 he tries to apologize like i'm not i am pissed like and he knows it Uh. i kick him in the nuts so fucking hard dude he immediately plummets to the ground and i'm like muddy and soaked and my shoes are ruined my pants are ruined there's no way my dad isn't gonna know right and i just tears are coming down the side of my face Uh. and i walk home and i just leave him there fuck that kid oh i walk home and i go and my dad's like where the fuck have you been and so i get in trouble right and 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 he's like you can't go there there's snakes everywhere da, 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 da. and i'm like Ugh. fuck dad i'm scared like yeah, yeah, i get yeah. nothing i get i get no no empathy no sympathy Ugh. no no nothing and like that uh. so yeah do i trust people leading me no Oh, I've not heard that story. It, it's a bad one. Oh, that's scary. I'm yeah. just imagining a, a truly petrified five-year-old scrambling for their life and then being kicked down three times. 
and then being ridiculed for going out there instead of consoled. Not that he knew what to do. Right. You know, yeah. How would he, how would your dad have known? He was doing what he thought he was. He was scared best. for me. Like, yeah, yeah. And as a dad, him. like, I get it, but still like what that kid needed, what that, that little guy needed was something different. Oh God. But yeah, so I need to be big and strong and not get duped. And so trusting people who lead me isn't, isn't going to keep me safe. It's probably what I learned out of that. Wow. 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 And so your system, when you have a sense that you are being led, you go into resistance to it. Immediately. Whoa. That's weird. That's pretty powerful right there. That's a big insight right there. Yeah. Now I understand why you struggle in workshops. The way you, <laughs> the way you do. You always come out the other end like uh, with in- exceptional insights, but you struggle through workshops. I think when there's a like, a, we want you to do this. You don't need to understand why yet, but go here so that we can get to the next step. You have this like, I do. I'm going to do it, but there's this, you can tell there's a struggle. There's a struggle about the experience, not about, typically it's not about the process, you know, or the exercise you're doing. There's something like, you're, yeah. Wow. 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 That's amazing. I've not mm-hmm. known that about you. Oh, you're like a new person to me right now. Wow. <laughs> I'm a new person to me right now. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay. So can we, can we bring this back to, does that have connection with the persona and judge dread and, and smarty pants and being a coach and leading people? Is that, is there a connection? Is there a thread between all of those points? Are these just parts of this, of this block, this persona, this 100 they're all parts, but I think there's probably a thread and it's, it, it feels a little hypocritical. And I think that's part of why I'm, it's coming up. Right. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Nice insight. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Say more. I'm making a connection, but maybe <laughs> others I, I, aren't. I'll, I'll share what it means to me and then you can give me reflect. I'll tell you if it's right or wrong. Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> So leading others to get to know themselves would put me in the same position as this neighbor kid was for me going down to the creek and to not be led, to not be open, for me to not be open to being led, then why would I expect others to be open to, to have me lead them or to be a leader? And so I I, I constantly look at my intent and, and I don't even know, doubt myself. Like yeah. those things come up just because it feels uh, hypocritical. Well, yeah, we're at, wow. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I, I, here's part of how I heard it. Same thing was um, with what was quote unquote learned as that five-year-old to be led means that you are in fear of your life mm-hmm. and to be a leader means that you are an angry persecutor destroying life. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you, you've got two bad options, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling like if you look at those two options, I'd at least rather lead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, being in fear for my life versus yeah. versus being the persecutor and, and crushing life, at least I'm alive. I'm angry and I'm burning bridges, but I'm alive versus the other one in 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 constant ugh, yeah. agonizing fear. Yeah. And I feel like that, I mean, I'm just reflecting on you know, some of the times when we've been in reaction to one another, there's, there's like, you go either angry or you go into like confusion. I think your state of confusion is probably that what that kid five-year-old was like, how the fuck do I get out of this situation? How do, how do I live? Ugh. Yeah. 
And then me, I just go silent <laughs> when, when you do that, because I get in fear too. <laughs> He's so big and scary. <laughs> Jesus. He wanted to clobber me, he could. Yeah, wow, fascinating. So then part of what the new identity, this is fantastic, this is fantastic. Part of the new identity um, would be how to build a healthy relationship about around leading and thought and being led. Mm. Cause if you couldn't have a healthy one, if you can't see a healthy relationship with those two, then you have a, you'll have a blind spot with supporting somebody else mm. in that area. And you've done so much work on yourself that you would still be really helpful, but it would just be a limitation. You know what I mean? Like it, you just, you could only take somebody so far. You think so? Or only a certain type of person or in the way that I would Pro, coach. Yeah. You're, prob that you're prob probably more accurate. Yeah. And somehow a limitation, maybe only with the kind of people. Yeah. Or with what their, their, yeah. their, their issues are, you know, the way that they view the world. What would you imagine... Can you, can you paint a picture a little bit of the, the limitation that, that you could imagine from that? And well, then maybe give me a little bit of insight so yeah, that yeah. maybe I can have well, something to look at. So the, so the limitation would, because you're, I have to imagine, if you're coaching somebody and you're coaching them on their business or coaching them on their mindset or whatever your coaching stuff is on, right? Mm -hmm. And they start talking about they have a boss. Mm -hmm. Immediately that would for you flare up something about this person's being led. Oh, really? And then what do I think about being led? Hmm. And then there would be some small hint or flavoring of being led is way worse than the bad alternative, but still the alternative of leading. And so you would move, you may unconsciously move them or frame pictures or ideas that would that would uh influence them in a certain way hmm. and what you started with which is part of what i believe too and what productive learning believes is that you want them to be led back to themselves right and so when you have that unknown unconscious influence in how you're hearing them and then therefore how you would be responding to them you'd be not influencing, how would I say this? Not directly back to themselves. It would go a little bit askew because it would be influenced by your guidance. Follow me? Kind of. That said, you could never be a blank slate. Right. Which is why I think you'd still help people. You'd still move people forward. You could lead them and they could be led in the back vice versa, all that kind of stuff. I think you'd be that much more powerful and more uh, uh, a better or healthier influence on, on people if you built a healthy, if you built that healthy relationship with leader and being led. Hmm. I know I have that similar, it's not, it's, I don't have that kind of story where I, I mm -hmm. like, my life was on the line. And so I'm scared of that, of leading from that way. But I know that I have a propensity of wanting to be a leader. And so I listen. It's kind of like, I know that I listen from the place that I think that that's better for them. And I'm trying to combat my assumption while I'm listening to them so I can be as clean as possible. How clean I am. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know that I, I like the feeling of leadership. I like the feel, that feeling of control, it, uh, the feeling of power. Hmm. It has a sense of safety. Is it false safety? Yeah, but it's still a sense of some kind of safety. Interesting. Yeah, I see the the value in in working on the on that part of it, and to to be more empowered than to deliver uh, a broader 
approach that uh, can be less entangled with my own assumptions around leadership and the unconscious pull for right. not being led. That, that makes a lot of sense. Like the concept makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and there is a, it's funny. Um, the, the words that you're using to describe leadership and the, the safety and the, the power and, and something else that you control. control. It's interesting. Like I don't, I don't, those words w- wouldn't, wouldn't come up for me. I'm kind of like, yeah, what come up for you? Um, Uh, what comes up for me leading uh, supporting and uh, being of service and uh, guiding uh, and connecting like those are those are words for me that that I see as the leader that that I, I want to be and and what I would like how I would like to be if I was on my best behavior to be led, like that feels more true, but I'm, I'm curious about power and control and safety. Cause those are things that as a kid, that's what I don't want. Like that kid had power, had control and had, um, had you, your safety, safety in his hands in his hands and i don't want to give any of those things up right but i also don't want to be a leader that takes those from others or has those or is responsible for those right so it's it's a little funky to yeah. me like, yeah because i'm sure the way it sits in your head is probably different well it's uh, and that I, we're on the same page i mean i have my own flair on it and then you have your flair on it i'm thinking your flair is around being led means that you've given up some of those things. And that's where there's that unhealthy relationship with right, being led. Right. Mine is something similar around. I lose control. I lose agency and I lose what I want. Mine's not around snakes in the, in the Creek. Mine's around, well, then you're going to do what your sisters want and you're not going to like it, but at least you get to be with them. Right. Cause that's all, that was my stuff is mm-hmm. either do what I want. And then I get to do it alone. Cause my sisters don't want to play Nintendo. They right. wanted to go play dolls or I wanted to go play Frisbee and they wanted to go do something else. So I get to have a sense of control and do it by myself or give up control, go play house, go play whatever. And then I get to be with them, but then I fucking am bored and don't like what I'm doing. So that's my, that's, but again, we're talking about our triggered state. That's your triggered state goes that. My triggered state goes that. When I'm yeah. clean with it, well then, yeah. yeah, my sense of wanting to lead is because I love the feeling of agency in my life. Mm. I love the feeling that I, I'm, a, I'm a manifester. And when I manifest, other people are inspired and manifest around me. Mm. And, they, and the connection, like you were talking about, the connection that people make. Yeah, when I'm moving, I have a feeling like people move when I move. I like that feeling and it has less to do with you need to do anything for me or you, you should do something for me or you don't have to do anything for me. It's like, I'm less concerned about that. I like me when I have that feeling of agency. Hmm. And that's when I'm more like more clean <laughs> with my leadership. <laughs> more clean. Yeah. Cool. <sighs> this has been pretty deep for me. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I have not heard that that snake story. That's scary. Ugh. Yeah. We should go find him today and punch him in the balls again. <laughs> just one more time for good yeah. measure. You know why. <laughs> and then just walk away. <laughs> just walk away. You remember this face? 41 years ago, you saw this face kick you in the balls. Oh, jeez.
and then you go buy him a beer and a burger and say, let's make amends, you know? <laughs> uh, dude, let's call it. Oh my gosh. Do you know his name? Let's see if we can get his number and call him on the podcast. Oh, fuck. Oh my gosh. How insane would that be? Okay. Do you know his name? Uh, Don't say it. Don't say it. I, I, yes, I do. Oh my gosh. Let's Facebook him when we're done. <laughs> All right, folks. We're going to go do some Facebooking. <laughs> Uh, later guys. Have a good night more. Everyone, Cyrano's. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>